operating this year on that word transformation. The greatest desire that we have as staff and elders in this church is that we, we want to see you transformed. The word transformation means there's a change. There's a noticeable difference in something or someone when it's transformed. The word of the, of the Lord would say in Romans chapter 12 to do not conform any longer to what? The patterns of this world, but be transformed by, and how are we transform? It says by the renewing of our mind. You know what that means? It's, it's, it's not just thinking about the word of God or just thinking some of the good thoughts that it, it relates to us, but it's actually getting it in our mind and in our heart. When it comes, it, um, our actions all begin with a thought, right? And so if I can get the, the bad thoughts out and the good thoughts in, there's a better chance that I'm gonna make better decisions in life, Amen that the actions and the things I do are going to be probably more in line with, with the word of God. So that's why we speak about it. That's why we spent the whole month of January. I know a, a lot of churches started on fasting because it's lose weight, feel great yeah, beginning of the year, right? And, and we're going to get to that starting today, but, but, but we wanted to get the word of God in your, in your mind and in your heart, because it, we believe it will bring transformation in your life. Hey, check this out. Jesus came for heart transformation, not behavior modification. Okay. And, and, and I could encourage you today. Hey, I want you to say no to whatever, no vaping, no drugs. And Hey, don't, you know, forgive somebody. And, 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 and you can go and you say, okay, dad gum. And I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I remember what that old guy said up there on the platform and you know, I'm going to go work hard. I'm going to do it. And you might have a, a success story with that, but over the course of time, it's, it's, you, you're working hard and trying to sustain it out of your own willpower. You're, you're going to fail. You know what I'm saying? However, if, if we can get the truth of scripture and, and, and you let it transform you, it becomes a part of who you are, right? For instance, some of you made resolutions in December. How are you doing with them come February 2 already? You've already forgotten them. You know why? Because the dead government, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sign the pledge and woo. And he didn't really, it didn't change or transform you. So you've already forgotten it. You have. And uh, we believe that, that God wants to transform you with his word. So get in the word of God. If you missed the True North series, if you weren't with us uh, at all, and I know that with holidays and travel and um, dear season, um, I, I know that there are so many um, great excuses for not being in the house of the Lord, but if you missed it, we, we have posted those on our website. You can, can listen to those, but we, we want you to be in the word of God. We're going to look at the word of God today. And, and, and there's a, there's an interesting passage for me in, in Matthew chapter six, probably the greatest sermon ever preached, um, was, was a sermon that we find in, in chapters five through seven of the book of Matthew. Uh, they're written in red in my Bible. So who said it? There you go. I mean, why didn't you choose green, you know, or I don't know, brown, you know, on the bread of life. Red, oh, red, the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, Matthew chapters five through seven. You know, a sermon's pretty awesome when it takes three chapters to dedicate to a message, right? You guys are torqued off about 27 minutes with me today. Talk about three chapters sitting in there in the hillside of Judea and the heat, hungry, right? 
Jesus in Matthew chapter six lays out in the middle of this sermon some things that he just expects will be a part of the life of everyone who follows him. Now, I know that there are things all throughout the, the, the Bible that things that, that, that we're encouraged to, to live by these things, things that we're to put on, things that we're to practice. But in Matthew chapter six, G, Jesus specifically mentions some things that, that he's just assuming that, hey, everyone who says they belong to me, these are going to be some things that are a regular part of their daily lives. Listen, some of you in, in, in this room today are here and you need some sort of, of breakthrough to happen in your life. I'm glad you're here because I wanna, I wanna kind of foam the runway for our journey together over the next few weeks. And we're gonna begin to deal with some things that I believe if you'll make this a part of your daily routine, I believe that there's gonna be some breakthroughs take place. In Matthew chapter six, Jesus says that there are a couple of things that, well, he says, when you do that in, in Matthew chapter six, I begin in verse five, I believe Jesus says this, when you pray. And then when you drop down to verse 16 in Matthew chapter five, Jesus says, when you fast today, we're going to start a journey called when not if, but when, because Jesus believes that these things like prayer and fasting would be a normal part of our lives as followers of him. He didn't say if you pray. He didn't say if you fast. In fact, we could probably add some other things because in Matthew chapter six, it actually starts out. Jesus says, when you give, oh, we could preach, preach on that if you want me to today. He didn't say if you give. He says, no, when you give, that's to be a part of our lives as followers as well. Uh, but in, Matt, in, in verse five, he says, when you pray, and he goes into this thing about, about describing to them what their attitude towards prayer should be. He begins to outline what we know as the disciples' prayer or, or the Lord's prayer, right? How many of you in a locker room have grabbed somebody's hand or put your hand on their shoulder or knee and you've prayed to our Father which art in heaven, you know? And he kind of gives them a model to pray, right? You know that? Round of applause. You've heard that book. Okay, good. Um, but he lays that out for them. And, and actually, after that, that section in Matthew chapter 6, he talks about forgiving people. When you forgive others, wow, that ought to be a part of our of our daily regimen as well. Is there someone you need to forgive? Whew. It's not only releasing them, but it's releasing you as well. That's a message for me. Maybe no one else needed that. But then in verse 16, Jesus says also, when you fast, and he begins to lay that out. Now, listen, next week, we're going to deal with what spiritual fasting is. And so you live it up today. You, you enjoy your Super Bowl. You, you, you get fat. In fact, they, I heard a statistic this week. We'll consume 11,000 calories today. Now, some of you, that's before the national anthem will be sung, okay? But you'll eat chili. You're going to be eating pizza. There'll be Tostito. The, don't you love the scoops, Tostitos or Fritos? The scoops. You just get more on that thing, right? There's going to be tortillas. There are going to be some beverages that... Might not be so healthy for you, but you're going to drink them. It's okay. We'll have confession at the altar afterwards. But have fun because I'm just telling, I'm telling you next week, might be, if you're not into this thing or open to this thing called spiritual fasting, you might want to go worship somewhere else. Just give me a heads up because we're going to unpack that next week. And check this out. Spiritual fasting is about giving up food. I'm giving up technology. Good for you. You probably should. I'm going to give up, you know my dog or what? No, don't do that. That's just rude. If it's a cat, yes, but dogs, no. Can I get a hallelujah? 
it's a mouser. Okay, that's great. Yeah, they're, they're mousers. Oh, where was I going? Sorry. Jesus loves the little children, all the children. Okay, uh, fasting, that's right. But we're gonna un, un, unpack that next week. Now, why would we carve out time for, for prayer and fasting? Because I believe that when you pray and you fast, spiritual breakthrough comes your way. Listen, I believe this spiritual discipline of prayer is the easiest of all spiritual disciplines for us, meaning that it doesn't require anyone else in order for us to participate in it. You don't have a, 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 a band or somebody leading you when you pray. You don't have to have your Bible when you pray. You don't have to be in, 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 in a, on a you know, church campus, a building or whatever, a certain place when you, you can just pray whenever, wherever by yourself. Right. So I think it's one of the most simple of the spiritual disciplines we can practice this thing called fasting. I believe it's the most neglected of the spiritual disciplines. I don't know if you've ever fasted. Hey, but let's just be, let's just be, be real. And, and how many of you just, I want you to raise your hand. You have never participated in a biblical fast. Anybody? few of you guys. Okay, good. I believe that when we practice these things and Jesus is saying, when you do them, when you pray and when you fast, guys, listen, I believe that, that there are going to be some incredible breakthroughs that will take place in your life. You see, when I'm praying and when I'm fasting, I am seeking God and I am pounding heaven's doors and, and I am totally focused and dependent upon God in heaven. I'm not seeking the, the, the counsel of other people. I, I, I'm not looking for other, at other resources for the breakthrough. I am pursuing God when I pray and when I fast. And, and there is something special that occurs in our lives when we make him our focus. Would you agree with me? Now, listen, I'm not trying to negate Christian counsel and Christian friends, and I'm not to, trying to negate you being here for worship or being a part of a rooted study or things like that. All of those things are important, but I'm telling you, you have an incredible opportunity when you pray and when you fast to open up yourself for the spiritual breakthrough that you've been pursuing. And I know that in a room this size, uh, and even those of us that are watching online, we've got a group of people over in, in, in overflow today. Overflow room, thank you guys for being here with us. I, I know that there are so many needs represented in this house today. Some of you have been seeking a breakthrough in your life on some level for, for quite some time. And, 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 and I wish I could to tell you how or when that breakthrough is going to come. I don't know. But I do know some things that, that Jesus has said, hey, if you'll do these things, I promise you it'll come your way. Praying and fasting are a part of that. For some of you today, maybe, maybe you've, you've, you, you've got something major that you're needing God to do. Listen, I believe in the journey together as we collectively pray and as we fast. And, and giving you the, even the opportunity to, 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 to make your prayer needs known on the, on the prayer wall out in the atrium today. Our prayer team and our staff are going to come through and we're going to pray over those and, 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 and hold those high before the Father. I believe when we do those things, the breakthrough comes. And some of you need that. You, 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 you've been enslaved. You've been in bondage to something for far too long. And I believe it's time for the chains to be broken. And I believe that our Father in heaven, the one that we've sang to, that you are good, you are good, you've never let me down. I'm telling you, he won't let you down. 
and, and he wants to break through. He wants to set you free. That breakthrough will come through prayer and through fasting. Amen. Now, now, I also believe that there may be some people in here that, that there, there's, there are some that, that can identify a need or breakthrough that you've been seeking. But for some of us right now, maybe that's hard for you to identify. I need a move of God in my life in some form or fashion. Or I need this breakthrough. Or you, maybe you're not, maybe for you right now, you feel like maybe you're in a really good spot with the Father. Maybe things around you are good and healthy, and, and, and that's cool. I, I'm thankful. I believe that God has us in those seasons of our life as well. But, 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 but maybe this idea of you journeying through this time of praying and fasting, maybe it's not just for your benefit, but maybe it's for the benefit of someone else also. Maybe you have someone here today that you're carrying a burden for them. Maybe there's a relationship situation that you know that's, that's gone awry. Maybe there is someone that's battling some sort of a health situation. Maybe you just, you, you're just praying for, for Jesus to break through in someone's life and for them to say yes to him. Listen, there's an enemy that's loosed in our world today. And maybe he's not right now attacking you, but he is running rampant in our culture. Would you agree with me? And if there's any need for the church of Jesus Christ to collectively pray and fast, I believe it's so that we can, can fight against him and, and his demoniacs. Are you with me there? In fact, let me remind you what the word of the Lord says in Ephesians chapter six, verse 12 says, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. We're fighting against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places. Guys, listen, we are waging a war. There is an enemy that is out to steal to kill and to destroy people. And so I believe that also one of the privileges and one of the responsibilities for those of us in Christ is not only to pray for breakthroughs in our life, but for others as well. Are you with me today? And so maybe there's somebody like that, that God's bringing to mind right now, but we're going to pray and we're going to fast not only for the needs in our personal situation, but maybe for the lives of other people as well for spiritual breakthrough to come. Amen? Amen. I want to encourage you with something this week. Maybe, maybe you in your time of prayer, and we, 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 just because we're through with, with reading the Bible series, we, we want to continue to encourage you to be in the word of God. Amen? But, but I want to encourage you maybe to ratchet up your prayer life a little bit this week. And maybe there's something that, that, that you need to begin to pray for God to reveal in you that is not of him and, and you need a work of his spirit. Write that down. Maybe jot it down. And, and, and let's just watch as we, as, we, as we open up our lives and, 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 and allow God to show how he intervenes and steps into those situations. Prayer is what's going to release the power of heaven in your life. And when you couple that with fasting, saying that, Jesus, I am totally dependent upon you. I am focused on you. I, I, I'm not into anything else, but right now you are my focus. You are my God. I'm telling you, that is the powerful combination in which heaven just wants to intercede and explode into your world. Are you with me today? We're going to pray and we're going to fast. Guys, this is an incredible time in your life. I believe this is a pivotal time in the life of our church as well as we pursue the Lord through these things. And, and, and today, I just thought that it would be very fitting for us as we embark on this incredible journey 
that we prepare ourselves for what God wants to do. Um, and I believe that a great way for us to prepare today is by, by observing what we call communion. Today, I'm gonna invite you in just a couple of minutes to come to the Lord's table. And, and we come today and, and we remember. That's what this meal is all about. It's about remembering. What do we remember? Well, we remember the incredible love that God demonstrated to us by sending his son Jesus to go to a cross and die for our sins. You know what makes a person right with God? Not by working harder or self works or motivation. What makes a person right with God is what they do with the death of Jesus. And will you receive him? Will you say he was the son of God? And will you invite him to come into your life and, and ask him to forgive you of your sins and, and yield your life and say, I am no longer in control. Have your way in me. Scripture says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Have you done that? You see, when I come to the table and when I see this, this bread that's broken, symbolic of the broken body of Jesus, you know, death on the cross was the worst way a person could die. To think about his body being torn and ripped in two. Why? Because he deserved it? No, but because God loves us that much. I remember that when I see this bread on the table. When I look at this chalice of, of, of juice, symbolic of the shed blood of Jesus, I'm reminded what scripture says, that without the shedding of blood, there's no payment for our sins. And so therefore it was necessary. Jesus had to bleed so that our sins could be forgiven. I remember those things when I come to the table. I, I remember also that death is not the end of the story. Because Satan thought he had won the victory, right? You remember that on the cross? But we know that how many days later? Jesus rose from the grave conquering death and the enemy. The same power that conquered the grave now lives within me and I'm reminded of that. And, and because that power lives within me, check this out, I wanna live for him. And so today's a time for me to remember that, that he gave his very best for me. He gave me life. And how could I not in turn want to live my life in a way that honors and glorifies him? And so I prepare myself and I open up myself today to him and say, Lord, whatever you have for me, Father, search my heart, search my thoughts. If there is anything in me that is not from you today, Father, Lord, I wanna lay that at your throne today because I wanna be who you've called me to be. So today, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna come to the table. We have a table located in, in front of each section. And those of you that are watching us in the overflow room, we wanna invite you to come in and, and join us during this holy moment. This table today is for everyone who professes Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We invite them to come. You'll, you'll stand up and you'll move this direction from your section you're seated in and come down the aisle. You'll come to the table and then make your way back down the, the opposite aisle, back to your seat. And I want you to come and remember what Christ has done for us. And we come today renewing ourselves to him. We come today saying, God, we're gonna open up our life to you over these next several weeks. Have your way in us. So Father, I thank you for Jesus. And for the privilege it is for us to come and to remember as we take this bread and as we dip it in the chalice today and we eat it, may we remember 
you. And may we recommit ourselves to being who you've called us to be. The table of the Lord is open. You come as the Holy Spirit guides you. I'm excited to see what God has in store for us. As we make him our focus and pursue him, maybe like we've never pursued him before. Breakthrough awaits us. Would you stand with me today? Our ministry team is going to join me down front today as is custom with every part of our worship gatherings. We're going to stand down front today ready to pray with and encourage you with anything that God may use us to do in your life. Fathers, we leave this house today. I pray that we would leave knowing that you are with us and that you're for us and that if you're for us, there is nothing that can come against us in which we cannot overcome. Lord, as we press in and as we begin to pursue you with our whole heart, I am praying, God, that you would just break through and reveal yourself in greater capacity to us. God, we know you want to speak. We know you want to guide and direct. We know you want to reveal things to us. And so, Father, I pray that we this week would pursue you with an incredible passion and fervor like never before. All for your glory. It's in the awesome name of Jesus, everybody in this house said.